Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Bob Lazar and alien human soul harvesting. That's correct, Bob Lazar and alien human soul harvesting. Now, I know I've got my hands a hold of two lightning rods there, talking about one Mr. Bob Lazar, and on the other hand, talking about aliens harvesting human souls. But hear me out on this. I'm not making any judgments on this. I'm trying to approach this with an open mind because I think this is just a fascinating subject. And it definitely enters into the world of high strangeness. Now, the first article comes to us from Reddit.com. The user's name, I believe, is E. Purvis Unum 195. And they've uh, given us a link to this podcast interview that was done August 31st, it looks like, with Joe Rogan between Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp on the Joe Rogan podcast. And they get into some really crazy stuff, man. I'll put that link there at the Buy Me a Coffee website. Hey, thanks again to all the folks that support the program over there. It really helps and that also support the program on Spotify. And while I'm at it, while you're listening to this or when you get done listening to it, please hit the like, follow, subscribe button. It doesn't cost anything and it really helps the program. Now they say George Knapp says Bob Lazar was told while working on, quote, the program that humans were viewed by extraterrestrials as containers of souls. The discussion continues about disturbing beliefs held by insiders who oppose disclosure as not in the public interest. Now, that's some dark stuff. You know, we've talked about uh, recently about uh, Louis Elizondo's accusations that he was being held back from funding in his program ATIP because certain conservative Christian type people thought he was trying to make contact with demons. Of course, I've gone over the fact that the ATIP program was a temporarily funded thing with Senator Harry Reid, and I'm not sure that anybody could have really had any control over it over Louis' funding, but it is, I think, fair to say that some people probably within the Pentagon do view these things as coming from the dark side, and it seems like that's kind of the uh, feeling that Bob Lazar got, because he's talking about these things, being told that these things, being told by people in the know that these ET viewed humans as containers of souls. Well, that were some kind of a commodity. Now, the title says, uh, Journalist reveals Bob Lazar's astonishing claim, extraterrestrials see humans as containers of souls. Now, we get into the article a little bit here. It says, in episode number 2028 of the Joe Rogan podcast, the two current popular figures in ufology, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, discuss the possibility that humans were genetically engineered by non-human intelligence for nefarious purposes, and some individuals within the government are aware of this. Knapp also mentions that he knows someone high-ranking who told him that human conflict, specifically war, is sometimes intentionally designed by a malevolent non-human intelligence through manipulation. You know what? You don't have to prove you, you don't have to prove that to me because that's what it seems like, doesn't it? During the podcast, George Knapp discussed Bob Lazar and mentioned that Lazar was told while working on the program that humans were viewed by extraterrestrials as containers of souls. This may sound bizarre and fictional to some people. However, Lazar can be seen saying the exact same thing in his 1989 interviews. And you can link to the source. That's the thing about Bob Lazar. I have to say I'm kind of on the fence about this guy still after all this time. But he'll say some things that you think, man, that's just out there. And then you hear 10, 20, 30 years later, like with with the, the bit about his academic background, about where he worked at, he'll say things that just seem like, that can't be possibly be true. And then down the road, you find out that it is true. So 
even though he seems a, a little odd, he's said so many things that have been proved out later, or enough things, I guess, that I feel compelled to listen to this guy. He says, these beings conveyed information about the capability of affecting the human brain to anesthetize the human body. This is done without any physical contact from a remote source. For this anesthesia to be accomplished, the brain has to be in a relaxed state similar to that required for hypnosis. If the brain is subject to any external stimulation like stimulant drugs or loud music, this manipulation of the nervous system is ineffective. We'll hear so many times about these folks being abducted by these aliens, having all these painful procedures done on them, and their attitude is, well, I guess they had to do it. This kind of uh, response to the very people that are capturing them, breaking into their homes at night, abducting them, they seem to be under some kind of mind control, oftentimes, I think. It says, these beings said that man was the product of externally corrected evolution, they say that man as a species had been genetically altered 65 times. They refer to humans as containers, yet I don't know what we're containers of. As I'm sure you now know, it was impossible for me to corroborate the information in this second section. And obviously, if this information is true, the ramifications are far-reaching, and you don't have to be a nuclear physicist to figure that out. In the podcast, Corbell discusses John Lear, I, I believe John Lear passed away last, last year, who told him that aliens see us like a wine and our bodies are containers and our souls are beings matured as like a commodity. Moreover, according to another bizarre theory that has been covered by researchers like Linda Moulton Howe, David Icke, etc., these non-human intelligence or extraterrestrials feed on human souls. goes on and says, it's my conclusion over many years that reincarnation is a trap. It's not that it doesn't exist, although I don't think it's quite the same as is explained. It's a bit more subtle. Maybe I do think it's a trap, said Dave Icke, whereas Linda said the recycling of souls reincarnation is the machinery of this universe. You know, that's a discussion for another day. Robert Allen Monroe says 1915 to 1995 was a radio broadcasting executive from Indiana known for his research into altered consciousness and founding the Monroe Institute. In his 1971 book, Journeys Out of the Body, he popularized, popularized the term outer body experiences and goes on and talks about him a little bit. A lot of people, I think it turns out, question the motives of these ET, alien, whatever, uh, and really wonder if these things aren't somehow harvesting the souls of humans. The article kind of finishes up here. It says, Robert Monroe pursued transcendental endeavors and he passed away in 95. His beliefs never changed. It goes on and tells us, Dr. Ellis Silver, an author of the book Humans Are Not From Earth, A Scientific Evaluation of Evidence, has a strong belief that life on Earth was sparked by aliens thousands of years ago. He said mankind is supposedly the most highly developed species on the planet, yet it is surprisingly unsuited and ill-equipped for Earth's environment. Harmed by sunlight, a strong dislike for naturally occurring foods, ridiculously higher rates of chronic disease, and more. Ellis strongly believes that Earth is some kind of a galactic jail made by aliens to teach humans a behavior lesson. Look, I'm not sure these guys are interested in teaching anybody a lesson, but I have heard this theory before that, that Earth was some kind of prison planet. And that kind of plays into this whole idea of Bigfoot, that maybe these are some sort of creatures that are cast out from wherever these things are being sent from. And that would explain some of the paranormal behavior we see around them where they don't seem to react to being shot, all this sort of thing. So the notion of Earth being a prison planet, 
does seem to have a little merit. Now it goes on, it says, Florence Rollin Circuit, who is the Medi Director as well as an astrobiologist, explained, this puzzle of why we haven't detected extraterrestrial life has been discussed often, adding, but in this workshop's unique focus, many of the talks tackled a controversial explanation first suggested in the 1970s called the zoo hypothesis. Medi President Douglas Vakovich weighed in by saying, Perhaps extraterrestrials are watching humans on Earth, much like we watch animals in a zoo. That is a thought that they're somehow that these things are farming us, and maybe they're farming us for our souls. That's one thought. Additionally, former U.S. Army counterintelligence spatial agent, UFO advocate, and media personality, Lou Elizondo, explained his reasoning behind claiming that UFO mysteries have made him somber. Now remember, Lou is the one that just told us that his project got funding cut because conservative Christians in the DOD didn't want him talking to demons. I explained, I think, pretty fully that Louis' ATEP project had, was funded on a kind of a temporary one-time bit, uh, basis by late Senator Harry Reid. But I'm not doubting that maybe he uncovered people within the DOD that felt like these aliens were a dark presence, and maybe they don't. Maybe they didn't want him talking to them, and maybe they have. Uh, information about these things, such as this soul harvesting program or whatever it is, that they couldn't talk about. Just a thought. It goes on, it says, his speculative ideas are straight out of the middle of 20th century science fiction film, particularly the so-called zoo hypothesis that appeared in a number of stories at that time, imagining that the earth was essentially a zoo run by aliens. What if it turns out that there's another species that is even higher on the ladder than we are? Do we need the social institutions that we have today? Do we need government and religious organizations that we have today? If it turns out that there is something else or someone else that is technologically more advanced and perhaps from an evolutionary perspective more advanced, have we been wasting all our time? Or do we, or, or, or are we doing exactly as we were supposed to be doing? And of course, is Elizondo talking about this. Well, it's not a waste of time. We're doing, we're doing what we can do. This idea that if that Louis put out there that if people knew the full truth about these uh, aliens, entities, UFOs, whatever, that there would just be this collapse in uh, society. The thought of that is that would be a possibility because the reason people submit to a government isn't just because they have all the guns, as they do in North Korea and China, but there's also something more than that. It's this notion of the power behind the power. You, If it's a just government, this idea of universal justice, and that somehow if uh, the populations were to find out that, that their government had been lying to them for decades and that there was uh, no power behind the power as we imagined it, but just a bigger, badder force, no universal justice, and people really might freak out. Now, it goes on here, the article kind of finished up, it says, so when I say somber or sobering, I mean there's going to come a point in this conversation when we're going to have to do a lot of reconciling with ourselves, whatever that means, from whatever philosophical background you have, this is going to impact every single one of us, and I think that's important. Do we find ourselves in a situation where history may have to be rewritten? So that's what I meant. Here's the thing. Louis seems to believe, like a certain group of people do, that uh, religion, specifically Christianity, will not be a paradigm that can be used to uh, diagnose this thing, to analyze it. Uh, I disagree with that because Christianity is all about good and evil. And if we decide that these things are evil, then I think we can use that kind of as our foundation to begin diagnosing what's going on here. Now, until we know whether or not this whole soul harvesting thing is actually happening, 
then we just have to continue to observe and try to put the pieces together. I mean, we're trying to put this giant zigzag uh, thing together and we can't find the corner pieces yet. That's kind of the problem. So we're just, we're putting bits and pieces here together and they're not really uh, fitting just yet. But the thing is you have to keep assembling the pieces of the puzzle until you find those corner pieces that really get you started. Now lastly, let's look at this here site from soulask.com. Uh, dated November 14th, 2019, Alien Harvest, a phenomenon that cannot be explained. Are aliens manipulating human lives for evil purposes? The so-called Alien Harvest, Dr. Carla Turner believes so. This is about a uh, gal that was a researcher. She's, she's been gone now for, what, about 25 years or better. And this notion that these aliens are harvesting, maybe not just our souls, but also our negative emotions and, and trauma and pain, which I can kind of see that because so often uh, when you see a pandemic or a famine or a war taking place, you seem to have lots and lots of observations of these orbs and other UFOs that seem to be there Johnny on the spot. It's almost as if they're just sucking up and being empowered by this negative energy in some ways. It says, if you wanted to find four words to describe the life of alien abduction investigator Carla Turner, Ph.D., those words might be intrepid human rights activists. A former college instructor who held a doctorate in Old English studies from the University of North Texas, Turner had authored three books on the abduction phenomena, Into the Fringe, 1992, Taken, 1994, and with psychic Ted Rice, Masquerade of Angels, 1994. She was convinced that the aliens were here not to help us out, but to steal from us the sovereignty of our souls. Dr. Carl Turner died of cancer on July 10th, 1996, after being threatened by her work. She was only 48 years old. Since then, several other people involved in UFO research have also been threatened, followed by highly abnormal cancers. According, some people will call that wet weather. According to her research, Dr. Turner believed that humans were being used by aliens as resources in many ways. It says that evidence shows that aliens harvest us in many ways, emotionally, energetically, as well as physically. There are even reports of scenarios where installations in which human bodies are processed. And many of these reports come from people unfamiliar with the ovenological nature. Yeah, we're talking, we've talked about this before, these people being abducted and saying that they've seen other human on these craft. And then it goes on and says, here is part of a list she generated based on numerous cases, research, and abduction analysis. It talks about what the aliens do. It says, aliens can alter our perception of what is around us. Aliens can control what we think we are seeing. They can appear to us in many ways as disguises. Aliens can take us, our, our unconsciousness, out of our physical body, disabling control over our own body, installing one of their entities and using our bodies as vehicles or their own activities before returning our consciousness to our bodies. Aliens may be present in an invisible state and may be partially visible. Aliens extract bodily fluids from our necks, pimples, bloods, from veins, joints, such as knees and wrists and elsewhere. They also inject unknown fluids into various parts of our bodies. A surprising number of abductees suffer from serious illnesses and they did not that they did not have before their meetings. These have led to surgery, debilitation, even death from causes that doctors cannot identify. 
Some abductees experience a degeneration of their mental, social, and spiritual well-being. Excessive behavior erupts, such as drug abuse, alcoholism, promiscuity, and overeating. Strange obsessions develop and cause disturbances in normal life and the destruction of personal relationships. The aliens show great interest in adult and child sexuality and inflicting physical pain on abductees. The abductees recall being instructed and trained by the aliens. Because the abductees report being taken to facilities where they find not only aliens but also normal looking humans, sometimes in military uniforms, working with the alien captors. Bingo. Sometimes normal looking humans in military uniforms working with the alien captors. Makes you gotta wonder. Abductees often encounter more than one type of aliens. Abductees report seeing other humans in these facilities, it says. Uh, Drained of their blood, mutilated, skin, dismembered, piled lifeless. Some abductees have been threatened that they too will end up in those conditions if they do not cooperate with their alien abductors. The aliens force their abducted humans to have sex with aliens and even other abductees while groups of aliens watch them. In some encounters, aliens sometimes disguise themselves to gain the cooperation of the abductees, appearing in the form of characters such as Jesus, the Pope, certain celebrities, and even abductees' dead husbands. Wow, that is awful. The aliens make predictions of impending period of chaos and global destruction. They say that a number of humans will be rescued from the planet to continue with the species, either on another planet or back to Earth after the destruction is over. Many abductees report not believing in their alien captors and see much more sinister use of rescued humans. Wow, that is some really deep stuff. So we have this notion of... Uh, aliens harvesting human souls going on here for what a, a good 35 years and it's interesting that Bob Lazar was talking about that in 1989 uh, Dr. Kayla Turner talking about it in the early 90s and now we have uh, George Knapp bringing this up in this recent interview with uh, Joe Rogan and talking about it in the context of people in the DOD knowing about this stuff Bob Lazar is just a gift that keeps on giving, man, I got to tell you. And I think this whole idea of human soul harvesting by aliens might be another topic that Bob's given us to talk about. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.